1: out my
0: window and this FedEx driver just hit a tree you are no gentleman and neither are you
1: hey guys what's going on and welcome to the Soto Mojo podcast uh, this is Colby Patnode, and I'm joined as always by Ty Gonzalez and Ty it's been the it's been a weird 24 hours as news continues to break And, uh, you know, just, just, just been really weird, man. How, first of all, how are you doing? Uh,
0: not great, Colby. (laughs) I
1: mean, physically health wise. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Physically. I feel great. Uh, thankfully, um, you know, I'm starting to consider possibly telling my work that I am not going to come in (laughs) because, uh, you know, there's, uh, upwards of 300 plus people that come and go, uh, during a shift. And, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't like that with all the things going on. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, um, baseball is suspended, uh, indefinitely. And, um, that's really weird. So yeah, this is going to be a weird podcast.
1: Yeah. At least that's, what's being reported. Yeah. Um, I mean, by pretty serious sources. So yeah, it's, uh, it, it's, it's going to happen. So, um, Yeah, you know, uh, what was it just yesterday? We found out that the Mariners uh, wouldn't be playing their home opener in Seattle um, after uh, Governor Inslee uh, placed a restriction on crowds of 250 people or more um, in three counties, including King County, um, which obviously means no games at T-Mobile. So, yeah, you know, that's kind of how it started. And the idea was, well, you know, we'll go to Arizona, we'll go to Texas, and then Who knew that 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 little bit of trivia was uh, just the tip of the iceberg for the day? Um, You know, the NBA announces its suspending operations. The NHL announces its suspending operations. Tom Hanks has the coronavirus. I mean, it's just every, like, La Liga and all those soccer leagues, they've canceled everything. Uh, The NCAA conferences, they're canceling their tournaments. Um, Except for the Big East. Uh, The Big East canceled at halftime. Oh, they canceled (laughs) They got a half a game in, and they're like, okay, we're done. Um, (laughs) I guess they realized how bad that looked, and they're like, we should probably stop this. So, yeah, you know, it's pretty much every major sport. uh, The MLS, they've shut down operations for an indefinite amount of time. Pretty much every major sports league, with the exception of the XFL, has has canceled... uh, well,
0: why would the Extreme Football League cancel games
1: <laughs> I mean, during it's, a pandemic? Right.
0: That's, it's, it's, nothing was it's little... more extreme.
1: <laughs> no, but I mean it, it's it's interesting that you know the the season's going to continue, I guess, and uh, the the local team, the Dragons here, they're going to play at CenturyLink Field on Sunday with nobody in the stands. Um, <laughs> game's going to be on ESPN, and it might be the only live sporting event you get to watch in the week. So. I'm sure TV viewership will be quite high, but um, yeah, you know, it's just the coronavirus is, uh, you know, like you said, it's a pandemic. It's a global pandemic, and uh, these are steps that are necessary to help protect society from itself. Um, You know, it would be great if people were responsible uh, when they feel sick and, uh, you know, stay home. It'd be great if people washed their hands and did all the things that are supposed to help uh, limit the the exposure to this uh, to this virus. But um, you know, sometimes sometimes that's not enough, and uh, so you have to do what is best, I think, for the uh, the public health here. So uh, it's it's it sucks though. I mean, it's not. I don't think I don't think it makes you a bad person to be upset that uh, you know sports have been canceled basically on a super large scale, uh, yeah. to combat the, uh, the spread of the virus. So I, I mean, I know a lot of people, they act all offended by, Oh man, now what am I going to do? And they jump on their high horse. Well, would you rather people die? That's, that's not what we said. I, I don't think there's anything wrong with saying, well, this sucks. Um, yeah.
0: It's, it's, it's really disappointing.
1: Um, you know, it was
0: already, uh, disappointing enough to hear that the Mariners weren't going to be able to open the season in Seattle, and there was uncertainty about when exactly they would be able to return to Seattle. Um, and then you go from that to not knowing when, and I think that's the the thing that's the most upsetting is just not knowing when things are going to return to, back to normal. Right. Um. You know, obviously, uh, the expectation is that everything will resume once the weather gets warmer and all that. Um, but still, there's there's no concrete date. There's just the word "indefinitely," which I don't know is one of the worst words to hear, <laughs> especially yeah. when it comes to sports. And. Um, yeah, I mean it's it's really really upsetting, but also you know it, it's necessary. You know we understand that. Um, you know you and I have to come up with a plan now of you know how we're going to to provide content to our readers and everything. You know with with uh, with this happening now, and um, you know that sucks, but you know it's a, it's a it, it is what it is. Um, you know, ultimately the the major sports leagues had to do this because so many people come out to the games, and even if uh, you have no fans in the stands, there are still high profile people in that building that interact with a lot of different people that come from a a, a lot of different backgrounds and have friends that are coming from overseas and stuff like that. You know, Rudy Gobert, the the. A jazz player that um basically shut this whole thing down you know he was kind of the domino that uh, that fell that um sent the nba into its suspension and the rest of the leagues into their suspension um you know he had he was interacting with friends from uh france who had recently been in france you know and so you don't know if it came from that um you don't know if it came from one of the reporters you know there's a lot of travel involved with these players and these teams and they all have families and you know the, the you know the virus ultimately is a larger threat to children and and um, and older folks and um, you know these people you know these people have families with uh, many people that, you know, from, uh, in different age ranges and um, they could be risking those people's lives. You know, that I, I, I don't doubt that the athletes that have it um, will be OK. I'm sure they're fine. You know, they're healthy and in great shape and all that. But, you know, for what they could have brought to family or friends that may have issues with their immune system. Or maybe older, you know, or maybe their kids. You know, it's, that's right. that's a that's a risk that you just can't take.
1: Yeah, it's just there's so much unknown right now, and uh, you know, there's things like shortage of testings, and you know, how can uninsured people pay? There's there's a lot of political issues that go into this. Um, yeah you know, that that we're not going to get into. Um, but it's, it's just, it's, it's a mess. And this is really the first time, um, you know, I think since September 11th that we've had just this, I don't know, this weird, like uncertainty of when normal life will resume. Uh, you know, it's, I'm pretty fortunate right now. I'm, I'm in a County where, um, we have yet to uh, to have any confirmed cases uh, crop up, and uh, you know it's 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 probably only a matter of time. But uh, as of right now, there haven't been any officially confirmed cases of the coronavirus in my town, um, and yet you know it's still it's you see people at the store buying toilet paper and hand sanitizer and all this stuff and uh you know it's it's interesting it's you know the it hasn't even gotten here yet and people are prepping like it's uh you know like it's coming to uh to kill everybody so it's it's interesting to see how people react um to this to this you know threat or potential threat um i i don't know what the official death toll number is right now i don't want to quoted, but the U S has, I think a thousand cases now just over, um, you know, and a lot of it is centered here on the, the West coast and what in the Seattle area in particular. Um, thus far, you know, I've been immune to that as far as I know. Um, but, uh, yeah, you know, it's, it's great. I was, I was over in Seattle on, uh, I was at the, the game on March or on February 22nd Uh, At the Dragons game, and uh, apparently there was a worker there who had Corona. And uh, so, you know, that was that was three weeks ago. So I'm uh, I'm past the uh, past the the 14 days. But, um, you know, just it's crazy because they didn't even announce that until like 14 days after the fact. Yeah. You know, it was like March 6th or something. They announced that uh, that somebody had it. And so. Um, you know, just, you can carry it and be unwilling, you know, unknowingly culpable of making somebody sick. And so that, that, that's the danger here. And that's why you shut this down. Um, you know, the, so far the, the, uh, like I said, the XFL hasn't shut down operations yet. The, uh, NFL is obviously in their off season right now. Uh, their plan as of right now is for free agency to continue, As normal, uh, it just doesn't seem like there's going to be any visits or anything like that from, you know, draft potential draftees or, uh, you know, free agents looking to.
0: I'm interested to see what they'll do for the draft. Yeah. uh, If this, uh, you know, assuming this is going to continue into late April. um,
1: It's about five weeks away, six weeks away. So
0: are we just going to have them calling picks, you know,
1: kind of like the Major League Baseball draft used to be conference phone?
0: Yeah. Um, And I mean, you could bang out the draft in one day.
1: Yeah. Without the production and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, It'll be interesting to see how they, uh, how they work that. I mean, and you know, as, as much as it drives some of you guys nuts when we say this, we just, we don't know, we don't know. This could be, we could wake up on April 1st and everything's fine. And they say, okay, we're going to start the season in a week, April 8th opening day. Um, or we could, you know, wake up in June and say, okay, well now we're talking about, are they potentially canceling the season? You know, like, or are they getting ready to go? Like what's, what's going on here? So uh, we just, we don't have enough information right now to tell you. Um, It seems like most, most leagues are operating under the idea that they're going to reevaluate in 30 days. Um, Major league baseball hasn't put a timeline on this at all. Uh, So, We'll see. We don't know what's going to happen with the players. We don't know if they'll just be told to go home and then come back and we'll have uh, you know two more weeks of spring training, or if they're just going to say, okay, spring training's over, um, and then we're going to reevaluate in two weeks and we're going to pick a day and that's when we're going to start. I, I, we, we just we don't know what the response is going to look like right now. So, um, just uh just unfortunate it's it is what it is you know it's it's the reality of the uh, the world we are living in right now and uh it's unfortunate and we can can conti- uh, continue to try and talk this out and all that stuff but right now we just don't have a lot of information um that's incredibly yeah. useful to you guys so um it sucks that's i mean it's basically as simple and also as deep as we can get into this is that it sucks um, you know, it sucks for players. It sucks for fans. It sucks for family. It sucks for people who don't care about sports at all. It just, it, it's an unfortunate uh, reality. So, um, we did get uh one question that I didn't want to address here cause it, it goes in nicely with our, our, uh, our discussion here. Um, Hey, not gonna, uh, Shana or Shania. Sorry. I don't know how to pronounce your name. Um, uh, at Vanilla Schaefer on Twitter, uh, it's a good question, more of a league-wide question. But uh, the NCAA, with the NCAA leagues like the Ivy canceling their seasons, how do you think teams are going to go about scouting players that can't play as a result?
0: I think you could just go off the information that you have now. Yeah, you know,
1: it, it's, it, you got about you got about a month of data from college baseball. Um, they start in, you know, like February 12th, I think, was opening yeah. day for college baseball. Um, and yeah, you know, a lot of it's just the scouting reports that you already have. Um, it's going to be difficult. It, it is, you know. Um, I would hope that the NCAA steps up and does the right thing and gives, uh, you know, all the seniors uh, who are playing college sports this spring for the last time I would hope that they give them an extra year of eligibility. Um, you know, say, okay, come back next year. You'll get to play whatever the sport is that, uh, because it, it sucks me it's, I can't imagine, you know, playing baseball my whole life and getting into my senior season and then them just saying, okay, uh, you're done forever, you know, without any kind of buildup or idea that that was possible. So, uh,
0: yeah, I mean, shoot. Look at the NBA last night. You know, Vince yep. Carter may have played his last game.
1: Yep. I mean, you just you never know. Very so. sudden. <laughs> yeah, it's just just one of those things. It's uh, it's unfortunate. There's nothing about this that doesn't stink. Um, so the only thing left to do is, I guess, try to make it better. Um, you know, try to weather this and and make it through it. Um, so yeah, but to answer your question, I think. You just trust what you saw last year. You uh, you know you do have some information from this year that you can kind of go off of, but uh, you know it just it is what it is. It's the unfortunate reality, and um, we'll see how it affects teams. We don't know how long this is going to last, uh, and until we have some rough idea of the timeline they want to map out, um, we're just kind of stuck, and you just kind of work with what you have. So we'll see how that works out, but um, yeah just it's, it's unfortunate um so ty uh how's uh you're in the toronto area yeah yep uh how's the uh coronavirus affecting life up there
0: um well we had a few cases a while back um there was one prominent case uh where someone came from i believe it was from china um to the airport and they got on a bus in a city just over uh Mississauga. Um and that was kind of the big thing. But right now it's you know everything's kinda of just going as usual. Um I haven't seen any like shortages and toilet paper or anything like that. Um in my area at least and I live about forty minutes outside of Toronto. Um and I live in a you know highly populated area. Um you know again things are just kind of business as usual my wife has been going to work um, apparently one of her co-workers um, dates a, a nurse or someone that came into contact with the coronavirus and so they scrubbed down the office and stuff but they resume work as usual um, Yeah, I haven't really, you know, nothing's really been shut down or anything, but, you know, I, uh, the Prime Minister's wife, uh, is feeling ill right now, and she might have it, um, so that could, you know, uh, cause some things to happen here. Um, you know, the Raptors, of course, played the Jazz two nights ago, um, and I believe they're back in Toronto, uh, self-isolated, um, but overall, you know, like I haven't heard anything from my work or anything like that. We're just, you know, constantly washing hands, not touching our faces, et cetera. You know, that's hard, though. You know, it's habit. I've touched yep. my face plenty of times. <laughs> so, um, but, you know, I make sure when I'm on public transit to be very mindful of that. Um, you know, I wash my hands as soon as possible, yep. soap and hot water. Um yeah, uh, so, I mean that's that's really the only thing you can do.
1: Yeah, um, it's it's worth noting to our discussion here that um, Duke has suspended all athletic uh, indefinitely, uh, which means if there's an NCAA tournament, Duke will not participate in it. Um, same goes for Kansas. Um, those two, you know, highly, uh, you know. Yeah, Kansas is, a, Kansas is the
0: Kansas is the number one seed.
1: Yeah, I mean, so it's. <clears throat> those two teams already saying they're not going to play. It seems highly likely that March Madness will not be a thing this year. Um, you know, that's, that's serious. That's that that should speak to the, you know, the seriousness of the issue here. So uh, yeah.
0: Well, I um, mean, they were going to play the tournament with no fans and that ruins the experience. The fans are a huge part of March Madness and it's just right.
1: huge sport, huge part of college sports in general. Um, yeah. You know, all sports, but college, Almost a little bit more so, so yeah. It just you know, it's it's unfortunate. Um, do have a little bit of Seattle sports news that just broke? Um, not Mariners related, but uh, Jordan Reed, former tight end of the Washington Redskins, is coming to the Seattle Seahawks for a visit. Oh, interesting. Yeah. That's so weird. I mean, I I guess business as usual for the Mariner or for the Seahawks.
0: Wait, he's I, coming to Seattle for a visit. Ew.
1: It says he's visit. Adam Schefter says he is visiting the Seahawks today.
0: Dude, they gotta figure out a system where they just do Skype calls, yeah. and then they see a doctor there in their town. You know, right. for their physical. You know, it's just. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't know about that.
1: I mean, you could always like just okay, let's let's agree in principle here, and then this is pending a physical after you know, whatever, um, first, you know, I don't know. Yeah. So yeah. So, um, it's, it's, it's a crazy, uh, crazy couple of hours. So, um, the decision that Ty and I came up to, uh, at least regarding this particular podcast is to, uh, by the way, New York has just banned, uh, all gatherings, uh, of 500 or more people in New York city. So,
0: that's probably not going to solve anything. I mean, if you have a gathering of 499 people, there's probably a pretty decent chance that someone has come into contact.
1: Yep. So um, let's go ahead. Let's uh, anyways, I should back up a little bit. Ty and I came to the decision that at least for today's podcast, we're going to stick to our, uh, our positional previews for the Mariners for the upcoming 2020 season. Um, you know, it's just all this news just kind of hit about, like I said, about I don't know what thirty minutes before we uh, we hopped on the mics here. So
0: yeah, I mean, like we we kind of knew it was coming. You know, right. last night I last night I DM'd you after I saw that, yeah. uh, the the NHL. NHL. Was, yeah. That,
1: um, yeah, it just seemed inevitable. But still, you know, there's not a lot. We don't have a lot of information yet, so um, it's not quite business as usual. But until we have more information. Um, it's more or less how we have to treat it. Um, so we're going to go ahead and we're going to preview the Mariners starting pitching in 2020. Um, and then we, uh, we do have a few questions that have come in. Um, so, and then that'll be the podcast for today. And hopefully next week we have, um, even a little more information, um, to update you guys. And obviously we'll, uh, we'll continue to update you guys on, you know, like a uh, website news and social media and things like that. Um, We'll update you guys as best we can as to what the plan is on all of that going forward. So, um, but you know, I'm sure you guys are a lot of you guys are probably a little sick of talking about this and we just spent 23 minutes talking about it. Um, And you just really want to talk about sports and you know, while it's hard to not intersect the two right now, uh, we're going to do our best. So uh, let's go ahead. Let's, let's jump over to the Seattle Mariners starting pitching. Uh, for uh, for 2020 and uh, let's get into a discussion here ty um, let's just start right at the top of the rotation the guy we know is going to be in the rotation we know is going to be in it for quite a while uh, marco gonzalez is going to be the uh, de facto ace of this uh, this season in uh, this pitching staff um, how are you feeling about marco entering 2020 and uh, you know congratulations to him on getting that uh, that nice contract extension too so how, how are you feeling about marco
0: yeah, I mean he hasn't looked great this spring, um, which has kind of been a normal thing for him. Um, but overall, you know, he was one of the top thirty pitchers last year. War, F. War that is. Um, and uh, you know, he he, we know that he's not an ace. Yes, he's going to be the Mariners' opening day starter, but he's a he's been a solid, dependable pitcher that has gotten. Better as he moves further and further away from his Tommy John surgery, um, and he could be a, a, a pretty solid piece moving forward. Um, you know, towards the back end of their rotation as they look to compete. Um, you know, I look for a, you know another solid year out of Marco. Nothing spectacular um, numbers. I don't really wow anyone, but get the job done. You know, I, I expect him to struggle here and there in some games um, to a great degree, and I expect him to dominate some games. That's so just kind of been the way that it, it has been for him. Yeah. Um, you know, overall, um, yeah, I, you know, he's he's definitely. Um, I I feel comfortable in saying that he's the most capable pitcher in this rotation right now, but yep. uh, he's definitely not um the guy moving forward but he's going to be a key piece I would think
1: yeah if he ends up being your number three or your number four uh you're you're fine um yeah. you know in the long term there um yeah Marco you know I think'll war is a little bit of a gonna be a misleading stat this year because war is a cumulative uh statistic especially for pitchers um and we don't know how many games are going to be played, but uh, you would expect I think Marco's going to be roughly a two and a half to three and a half win pitcher that pace at least. Um, yeah, if we're
0: going off of a 162 game pace, yeah. yeah, he's a three win pitcher.
1: And I think we should probably let's just go ahead and let's just make the declaration that as of today, today we're talking about 162 game paces. Yeah. Um, we're not going to try and you know dilly dally with the whole. Well, are they only going to play
0: 130 games.
1: Yeah, they only play so,
0: 100 games. Yeah.
1: All right. But he's, he's a three ish win player. I think, um, and again, if, that, if that's the middle of your rotation, then, then you're doing just fine. There's no, um, serious reason to, uh, to, you know, to worry about that in particular in 2020, when you're not trying to win anyway, there's no reason to worry about, uh, to worry about who your number one is anyways. But, uh, it is interesting. You know, you talk about Marco, he's going to have some starts where he's really good. He's going to have some starts where he's flat out bad. Um, it's something we talked about uh, last year. It always,
0: it always seems like he has a bad month.
1: Yeah. Yep. Um, I was. I just looking at this yesterday. I wanted to look it up real fast. Um, there was a stretch here where Marco uh, went. Uh, there it is. On May eighth, he gave up six earned runs in four innings against the uh, against the Rangers, and then his next outing against the. Uh, Angels, he gave up ten earned runs. Uh, yeah, so it was those, he,
0: that Cubs game was in there. Yeah, as
1: well, right? Yeah. One one and two thirds innings against the Cubs, he gave up six runs, only three were earned. But yeah, those that was that was a really bad outing. Um, yeah. But again, you take away the you know you take away the two outings in which he covered. Um, sorry, in which he covered. Uh, how many innings did he cover in those two bad outings? Four and two thirds, eight and, yeah, eight and two thirds innings. Um, so in his other 195 innings, uh, he ended up posting an ERA of. Um, One second. As do, 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 do. I try to do math live on the air. <laughs> uh, he posted an ERA of. Uh, 342. If you take away his two worst outings of the year, 342 ERA, uh, that feels like yeah. the ceiling for Marco, doesn't it? Like that's, yeah. I mean, he's probably ERA wise. He's probably going to be around four. Same with his FIP whip is going to be around one three. He's not going to strike out a ton of guys, but he's going to eat innings. He's a good pitcher. Um, and obviously he's going to be around for a while. Uh, well maybe it, it, it's Jerry DePoto. So, you know, Um, you never know for sure, but, uh, you know, he's got at least, uh, five more years with the Mariners and realistically probably six. So, uh, yeah, he's, he's a solid number three starter, number four starter, in a lot of rotations. Uh, he's the Mariners number one this year and you feel pretty good about it. You, you feel like, you know, what you're going to get from Marco Gonzalez. So,
0: um,
1: let's, and that, after that, you pretty much don't know what you're going to get because now we're going to talk about Yusei Kikuchi, um, who, been one of the bigger storylines of the spring obviously fastball velocity uh up pretty significantly uh 95 96 miles an hour uh but he was pretty darn bad last year so ty i mean what do you what are you thinking about you say here he's been okay in the spring i think is a fair characterization but
0: yeah i've been i've been impressed uh you know the the consistent you know mid 90s to upper 90s velocity has really helped um you know i i there were so many you know i've said it so many times but there were so many things so many factors that played into you know his his season last year and the struggles that he had you know he he comes in his debut start is in tokyo in ichiro's last game who's his hero and you can see him falling on the side as, 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 you know, in the dugout as, as Ichiro comes off the field. So there's the emotions with that. Then his dad passes away. Then he has a kid like a month later, two months later. Um, and, you know, all the while he's adjusting to a new ball in a new league, in a new country, in a new city, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You know, and it against higher, you know, much higher level of competition. They're, you know, obviously you don't want to make excuses, but geez, it's just too much stuff for the guy to to deal with. Yeah. Um, personally, I think that he's going to have a better season. You know, I don't think there's, you know, there's really only one way to go here and that's up. And, you know, now that you're seeing the velocity come and he's starting to locate a little bit better and, um, is able and is able to miss more bats. If he's able to strike out more guys, I think he's going to have a lot more success. You know, I, I think that's really key for him. That, you know, he wasn't a huge strikeout guy in Japan. You know, he was averaging a little under a strikeout per inning uh, in his last season there, I believe. Um, but still, uh, you know, he was he struck out what like he he averaged like five strikeouts a game or per nine last year.
1: Uh... I think. That, yeah, he was at
0: um, 6.46. Yeah, I think he's a lot better than that. I think he can average 8, you know, and, and I think if he can do that and be able to keep the ball on the ground more, uh, he'll have a lot more success. Um, we'll see about yeah.
1: yeah, you know, the uh, profile shows Kikuchi is a pretty heavy fly ball pitcher, and last year, being a fly ball pitcher in that offensive environment, not the way to go, especially when you have poor command, and that was Kikuchi last year. Um, you know, my, my stance on Kikuchi hasn't changed much, even with the velocity here. It's, it's all about command. Um, if he throws quality strikes, he'll be fine. If he doesn't, he doesn't have the stuff to overcome that. Um, you look at his spring training numbers this year, uh, he's appeared in three games, only covered 6.2 innings, um, which he's given up three runs, ERA just over four, uh, 10 strikeouts in 6.2 innings, which is really nice, but also five walks uh, and a hit by pitch. Um, so it's he's had some pretty good, uh, pretty good quality opponents there. Uh, baseball Reference gives him an eight, which is uh, AAA lineups. So um, not not that he's not facing anybody, but um, you know, I I think you have to be encouraged by the fastball velocity, and uh, you know, the stuff is still good. And obviously the fastball, you know, probably improves a letter grade or a, you know a half a grade or so, um, maybe more. But um, it's going to come down to, you know, his command, and also I think how how willing is he going to be to start using his changeup? Um, because when he came over, the changeup was supposed to be his, you know, second best pitch. The slider was one, and the changeup was two, and he just didn't throw it last year. Um, Van Graf has him marked down as throwing the changeup 8% of the time. That's, you, you can't do that, man. You, just, you can't do that. So, um, it would be interesting to see Kikuchi's going to be in the rotation um, all year. There's, no, there's really no debate about that. Um, and, you know, like you mentioned, there, there are certainly some reasons to expect him to be better. Um, and I do, too. Uh, whether or not he you know, ever reaches that number three start, that number three ceiling uh, or number two ceiling that we kind of thought maybe he had. If the command doesn't improve drastically, there's no chance he gets there. Um, but could he be a number four starter? Um, yeah, I, I I think he still can. So um, it's a big year for you, say, and uh, hopefully there'll be fewer distractions, although obviously now is his. his schedule is getting thrown off um, by the uh, by the coronavirus and all that stuff. So we'll see how it works for him. But uh, obviously the strikeouts are good, the velocity is good, the command is still bad. So yeah, I mean it's just a big question mark. Um, but yeah, those two guys definitely gonna be in the rotation, and so is the next guy we're probably gonna we're gonna talk about here. But uh, he's might be. Is he the star of camp? What do, you, what do you think about Justice Sheffield this year?
0: Yeah, I mean, he's been fantastic. I think, you know, all odds are, are against him now. You, you know, you got the, uh, or, well, not really odds, but, you know, the, you got places like Pipeline saying that he's not even a top 10 prospect in the Mariners system all of a, a sudden big just big off big. of a bad uh, AAA campaign. He was fine last year at the major league level. You know, figuring things out
1: uh,
0: looked like a rookie. Looked like a rookie, you know, and he got down to Double A where the ball is normal and you know the ballpark is a little more favorable, and he was able to to figure things out there. And uh, I mean, uh, and now you, you you see with you know an off season another off season under his belt, and he comes into spring training healthy and he looks great. Yeah, I mean, he's, you know, he's missing a lot more bats you think back to the, to the Giants game, he's locating a lot better. I mean, that was the thing, you know, last spring, I don't know if you remember, but his location, you know, his command was pretty terrible. Uh, and that is not there anymore. And I think you got to be really thrilled with what you're seeing out of Justice Sheffield
1: this spring. Yeah, it's, um. Eight innings pitch for Justice Sheffield. Twelve strikeouts. Um, and the number that matters the most is zero walks um, yeah. in his first eight innings. Uh, two earned runs. Um, he's thrown the ball really well. And against uh, opponent quality lineups of 7.7. So just above double A, just below triple A there. Um, he looks really good. There's there's no denying it. He's added the, uh, the two-seam fastball to his arsenal. Uh, he's... Uh, the slider is still plus the changeup is still above average. Um, And now he's finding a way to get value out of the fastball. Uh, Sheffield's a really good athlete. Uh, You know, I think that's overlooked a lot. Uh, He's also probably suffering a little bit from prospect fatigue. He's been on the radar so often for so long that when those type of guys don't hit right away, there's just a tendency to just assume that they, they can't play or they're done, you know, and, that's kind of what we're seeing here. So, Sheffield, you know, he's a guy who, one of my favorite stats is Justice Sheffield last year had a K per nine of over one strikeout per inning with more than a 50% ground ball rate. That's not easy. That's not something that grows on trees. Um, and it is something that is repeatable for Justice Sheffield. So, I think people are overlooking him uh, this season. At least they were coming in. Um, you know, I think I wouldn't be shocked if Sheffield was a. You know a 4 2 FIP guy with you know 160 strikeouts and 160 innings. Uh, he's He's got that kind of the, that stuff, um, and obviously, the, the two seam fastball um, and his ability to command that pitch is, is going to make a big difference. So, um, and also, kind of like Akuchi, he does need to throw that change up a little bit more, I think. Um, and we'll see how it all works out for him, but I it, it's hard not to come away from this. Not absolutely, you know, encouraged by uh, just Sheffield. Yeah. So, I mean, um, those are kind of the three, like, locks. To, well, on, let's be honest here. We know what the starting rotation is going to be. Uh, are yeah. we did. Uh, number four spot is Kendall Graveman. Number five is Taiwan Walker. Um, they'll jumble that up however they want to stack the lefties and the righties and whatnot. But those are the five guys, right? I mean, yep.
0: Yeah, I don't think there's any question about that. Um, you know, I know there you know, there's some thought that maybe Justin Dunn could piggyback Taiwan Walker, but
1: maybe I don't know. We're... Yeah, it just, you know, Grayman's only gotten in two games, two Cactus League games. He's been okay. Um facing some really good lineups by the way. Um you know, Grayman is just kind of a he's a placeholder. He's a number five type of starter uh, when he's healthy, which isn't often. But um, you know, there's just not much to talk about with Kendall Graveman. He's just kind of there to eat up as many innings as he can, and you know, he's got he's got some bullpen experience here. By the way, do you know what uh, Kendall? You want to guess what Kendall Graveman's nickname is? No clue. Digger. Digger. The grave, like yeah, uh, yeah, I like it. That's that's interesting, but uh, Kendall Chase Graveman, uh, yeah, you know, it, it's interesting, I guess, because he got that team option. Also,
0: the Green Bay Packers have released Jimmy Graham. Side note,
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm Jimmy. Uh, just get all the old tight ends, get them all. Um, yeah. <laughs> we're gonna have twelve tight ends on the field. Well, ten in Russell Wilson. Um, yeah. I like it. Good yeah. Innovation, innovation.
0: Anyways, had to play right tackle. <laughs> uh,
1: you know, Russell Wilson is gonna is gonna demand Jimmy Graham come back. Uh, but yep. anyways, uh, you know, Graveman is. I mean, just kind of a guy. Is there much else to talk about with Kendall Graveman? I mean,
0: I mean, he he's looked really solid. I, I've been impressed with what I saw. Um, I liked what he did. Uh, you know, I, the only time that I got to actually watch him uh, was the the Cubs game, and I thought he looked pretty pretty solid. Um, I'm really interested in him uh, more so as a reliever perhaps later on in the season. Uh, but right now, yeah, um, he looks fine. I'm, He's I'm probably
1: the number five. Yeah. Just um, fine, uh, especially for a rebuilding team. Uh, and then Taiwan Walker who got on the mound just before spring training was in the regular season, ultimately was suspended. Um, but he, he looked pretty good against the uh, the Milwaukee Brewers. He gave up a home run to uh, Lorenzo Cain to start the game, and then he came back and he struck out Christian Yellich. Um And so, I mean, Walker, he was up to ninety three, ninety four. 94 um, Seems like Walker's pretty much ready to go.
0: I, also, I, also I, uh, I know I keep interrupting with our, our uh, preview, but, you know, with all the breaking news coming out, so apparently the University of Kansas... Has not withdrawn from the NCAA tournament, even though that they suspended athletic.
1: Okay, uh,
0: yeah, I, 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 I don't understand. This is so confusing, man.
1: <laughs> it really is.
0: All it's... right. So anyway, back back to Taiwan Walker. I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> so I mean, Walker just backed in. He he seems like he's healthy, and he's going to start the year of the rotation. There's not much concern about that now. Um, yeah I think only...
0: what he hit 90 he hit 94 yeah. on the radar gun you know and yeah. there were some concerns about his velocity after he had that uh, that tryout um I think what he was at like 8788 right those were the reports now seems like he's back to normal um and that's great I mean that's that's a huge get if if he's Taiwan Walker again that's a huge huge get.
1: 2017, he was a two and a half win player. Um, and if you can get close to that, you have a pretty good shot to trade him, and um, or you know possibly extend him and find a way to use him. But uh, yeah, Walker is going to be in the rotation, uh, or was, barring any kind of health setback. So we'll see how that works out for him. Um, but yeah, that's going to be the rotation. It's going to be in some order: Gonzalez, Kikuchi, Sheffield, Walker, Graveman. So. Um, yeah it's going to be the rotation. At least that's going to be five members of the rotation. Uh, People are kind of talking about maybe going to a six-man rotation. Um, And right now, the six-man, I'm assuming, would be Justin Dunn. Um, So, Ty, what do you think about the possibility of going to a six-man rotation? Um, And I guess while we're at it, what do you think of Justin Dunn this spring?
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, you got the the extended roster now. Um, So... You can do it. it'll It'll mean that you'll have a uh, a seven man bullpen because you can only have thirteen pitchers on a the roster. Uh, they have put in a limit for that. Um, but you know, Justin Dunn's looked. Um, you know, I, I really, uh, I I really uh, liked what he did against the Reds, and uh, his start there. Uh, even though um, I believe he gave up a, a run or two in that game, um, but I thought he looked really sharp. Good command, good fastball, per usual. Um, yeah, I, you know, I think he's... Uh, you know, I, I'm fine if he starts out in double-A um, and just, you know, works on a few things here and there and, you know, is, is ready to get called up, you know, whenever the second month of the season will be. Right. Um, but uh, if he's, uh, you know... I, I could see him being fine to be ready to go now. Uh, I, I I really don't think there's a there's a huge problem in, in bringing him up now. He looks, uh, um, you know, he got off to kind of a wonky start there in uh, in September, but I thought he looked a lot better towards the end to you know in his his last couple of appearances and um, yeah, I mean, you know, might as well see what he can do. Um, yeah.
1: Um... What do you uh, you talked earlier a little bit about the potential of him uh, piggybacking with Tywon Walker to start the year? Um, how do you feel about that? Because there's certainly um, there's certainly a reason or two to not love that idea. Um, you know, the main one being that I don't know why you'd want Justin Dunn coming out with the bullpen. Yeah, and you could just Start him in Double A or Triple A, and he can be a starter all year.
0: Yeah, unless you're giving him guaranteed, you know, extended innings, you know, more than just a one inning, two inning appearance. You know, if you're going Taiwan Walker for two innings and then Justin Dunn into the sixth, fine, I guess. Um, especially if you're trying to limit the innings on his arm. Yeah, uh, but. I mean, you know, for one, does, I mean, does that mean, you know, or, or what's the point of having Tyron Walker on the roster in the first place if all he can do is pitch a couple of innings? Right. Yeah. You know, that, that just kind of feels like a waste. And also I think he is more healthy than that. Right.
1: And, you know, this is, we should, you know, clarify, this isn't the Mariners who are suggesting this could happen, um, They piggybacked off of each other, uh, yes, two days ago or whatever it was. Um, and that led to some conclusions or some theories at least being thrown out there that maybe that's something the Mariners were considering doing. Um, and maybe they are, I would personally prefer that if they're going to piggyback Tywin Walker, they use somebody like Eric Swanson. Um, Uh, well, I mean, it's not as good, but it's also, you know, Eric Swanson's not a starter. So, uh why not throw them out there? Um, you know, obviously since wins don't really matter. Um, they could put Marga Vicious out there. Um, you know, I just think they have other options to throw out there yeah. to be, Taiwan but Marga
0: has been reassigned to AAA already. So, but you know, who right. knows that's probably thrown out of the window now, you know, I mean, everything it's, going on.
1: It's pretty easy to recall somebody. Yeah. Um, he's already on the 40 man. So, I mean, there's, yeah. there's no, you just call him back up. Um, yeah not really an issue with that. Uh, but yeah, you know, I just, to me, I think I would rather see, I would rather see Taiwan be able to go five, six innings, obviously. Um, and if they do feel they need to piggyback, I think you go with Eric Swanson as kind of his piggyback guy. And Swanson's been pretty good, uh, this spring. Um, so, I mean, it's not, it's Swanson's probably going to make the bullpen anyways. Uh, so asking him to go, you know, guaranteeing him two or three innings every five days uh, not the worst thing in the world. Um, he's gonna probably get it anyway. So uh, Swanson, yeah, he's been pretty good. That, that's a guy that I would rather use. I would just rather let Justin Dunn go down to Double A AA or Triple A or wherever it is, and just say, okay, you're gonna get the ball every five days, um, you know, and just just work on that. There's no reason to move Justin Dunn out of the rotation yet. I know a lot of people assume he's gonna end up being, you know, a reliever. But in 2020, there's no reason to not give him every opportunity to be a starter. So um, we'll see what they decide to do there. Hopefully, Taiwan is healthy enough that he can go five, six innings every five days. But uh, if they are going to piggyback, I, I, I think you could make it work with Justin Dunn in Taiwan Walker. You could find a way to make that work. But I would just much rather, Justin, you're going to go pitch six innings every five days. You're not going to do you know, three innings every five days and then an inning here and then an inning there during the week. I just, at that point, just move them to the bullpen. What's the point? So yeah. we'll see. Um, you know, a few other names that um, that have been in the rotation mix, or at least, you know, we talked about Markovicius. I watched him pitch the other day against, I can't remember, who, maybe the Dodgers. Um, I thought he looked pretty good. You know, he uh, cutting the fastball in on the righties. Uh, the numbers aren't great for him, um, but I think he's I think he's fine. I think he's, you know, fifth starter, sixth inning guy out of the bullpen, long reliever type. Um, that's what I saw at least. And then LJ Newsome was just uh, – he was just demoted um, to minor league camp today.
0: He looked uh, really solid too.
1: Yeah, he's not on the 40 man though, so that's, I mean, to be expected. Um, yeah. You know, Wei-Yin Chen, is he still on the team? Yeah, I believe like, so, yeah. Like, I he got hurt.
0: knocked around pretty hard, but yeah. Did he? Yeah, I think so. I mean,
1: yeah. he has not struck out a single hitter um, in three and one-third innings. giving up four runs, 18 batters, zero strikeouts. Oof. I mean, he's facing a high-quality opponent, uh, 8.5, but uh, yeah, he's... <laughs> I can't imagine he makes a team. Uh, we talked about Eric Swanson. He's pitching well. Uh, Anthony uh, Misovitz. How, how do you say that, Ty? Mischievous. Mister, mis, mischievous.
0: mischievous. Yeah, like mischievous. mischievous. Yeah. yeah.
1: Uh, I've seen him pitch a couple times. I thought he looks pretty good. Um, yeah. I mean, I, mean, there I don't know. Was... you have gotten to see him pitch, but I thought he, you know, shown some pretty good stuff, maybe yeah. as a reliever type, but uh, it's.
0: Yeah, got knocked around a bit. You know, so numbers don't look great, but um, overall, you know, decent stuff. I think he's a guy that could come in and make a spot start here and there. I think he's kind of your Sam Gaviglio of 2020. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, he he was one of the guys that I kind of picked a, that I picked as a kind of dark horse um, to contribute. To the, to the Major League roster this year. I think, you know, injuries happen. Of course, you know, Logan Gilbert is is in line, and Justin Dunn is in line, and um, Nick Margavichis, but I think, uh, or I, actually, I think it's Mark is, I think Whatever. That's the official pronunciation. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. It's... Yeah. Anyway, uh, you know, those guys are in line, but I, I think if you just want to have a, you know, quick little spot start with a guy that, you know, you, you don't really uh, care what happens with his development, probably. Um, yeah, he's right. he's the guy.
1: Yeah, I I think maybe there's a possibility he can be a Mike Montgomery type. Yeah, you know, sure.
0: Yeah, there's that too.
1: Yeah. Just kind of flip between the bullpen and the rotation, fill a bunch of needs. Um, he actually survived pretty decently in uh, in AAA. I mean, the five three six ERA is not good, um, but yeah. it's certainly better than you know, it's, it's triple a that any ERA under six is pretty impressive to me there. Um, at least last year and you know, 8.6 case per or uh, sorry, 8.4 Ks per nine, 2.6 based on ball per nine. That's a ratio that'll play at the big leagues at one, two, eight FIP, I or one, two, eight, sorry. Whip. I think, I think there's something there. Um, he's been demoted. I know recently, so he won't, um, but I, I wouldn't be shocked if he's actually the first guy called up. Um, ahead of of done, um, uh, if, you know, Graveman is going to miss a month or what have you. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's certainly a guy that, uh, I'm going to be watching a little more closely. Now. I like what I saw out of him so far. I think his, I think his stuff can play at the big leagues. Um, and then last but not least here, uh, he's not going to make the team out of spring training, no matter how many people kick and scream. Uh, but Logan Gilbert has, uh, certainly turned heads, uh, this, this spring. So, um, Ty, what do you think about Logan Gilbert?
0: Oh my God. Fantastic. <laughs> Just awesome. Just oh my so God. awesome. Yeah, <laughs> Just, I'm all about that. Yeah, his last start was fantastic.
1: It's against the striking Angels, out right?
0: Out, yeah, striking out Otani, striking out Adele. Mm, I want to see a lot of that over the next five years.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, there's a pretty good chance you will, too. Uh, right. Gilbert, you know, again, he's a non-roster invitee. He's not going to rack up innings in the Cactus League, but four innings pitched, one hit, no walks, four strikeouts, um, and an opponent quality of 7.1. So just above AA, which is where he's likely to start this year. So, um, yeah, I mean, there, there's no reason to put him on the big league roster right now. Um, none. But uh, it's it's pretty easy to see why people are so hyped up about uh, Logan Gilbert. He's looked really good. Um, so, I mean, you're going to see him in 2020, assuming there is a 2020 uh, you'll see him at some point so um you know i think you know we talked about what what would we say june maybe um i think there's a possibility you could be up by may so we'll see um yeah but yeah what well, is
0: that uh, yeah that, right um, with the yeah, in a with 162 the game pace yeah
1: yeah, with with the delay, there's I guess there's a poss if this thing goes into May, I guess there's a possibility. He just cracks the opening day roster technically, but uh, he's not ready on March 20s. He he may be ready, but again, you're talking about trying to manage his innings. Um, career high in innings last year of 135. Uh, stick him in the rotation today. Um, you know, he's going to run out of innings by. July July. late July so you put him down in double a triple a for a month or two you kind of manage those innings some innings some starts he only goes you know four innings sometimes you maybe skip a start you can kind of manage that and you can maximize the number of innings pitch you can give you at the big league level so uh, we'll see how long it takes him to get up I, I, I don't think it'll take long I think by game I don't know you think he's up before game 60
0: um yeah let's
1: assume this season starts on like april 1st it's not going to but let's just assume
0: yeah um
1: that'd be the end of may
0: yeah yeah i think yeah um or even if it starts on may 1st probably sometime in june yeah you know um that's kind of all i mean even if the season started um regularly i would say i would have said june early june um, so even with the delay, I'm going to say, yeah, sometime in June,
1: I would agree. So, um, yeah, he'll be up soon guys. Don't worry. Don't worry. Um, but yeah, it's not, it's not service time. Although that certainly is a, uh, it, it's a bonus. I mean, there's no denying that, but it's also much more about, Hey, we need to manage this guy's innings because it's, would you rather, you know, have him up now and then he's out of bullets by August. Or would you rather have him get as many of his 160 innings in the big leagues as possible? Um, and it's the latter. So just a little bit of patience is all that re- all, is all that is required. So, um, but overall, the Mariners' starting pitching this spring, I've been pretty impressed. I mean, just in the, in a general sense, I think it's I think it's got a shot to be better than a lot of us expected. Um,
0: well, they're doing what they did in the minor leagues last year, and that's strike out a lot of people.
1: Yep. Yeah. I mean, there, there's something in that development that is clearly working. Um, Pete Woodworth first year as a pitching coach. Um, that's a guy who's, I mean, I don't know how long he's going to be around. That's sounds like an extremely intelligent dude. Um, I don't know. He might be a manager in the future. Um, uh,
0: future of manager.
1: Yeah, possible. Uh, but, uh, for now he seems to be in the right spot and he's, uh, quite good. Um, yeah, you know, it's we talk a lot about the Mariners' player development. Um, probably the easiest place to see it, as you know, as being as good as it is, is with the starting pitchers in particular. They've uh, they've really found some gems and they've really worked with some guys and turned them into something that, um, you know, a lot of these guys are hitting their 80th percentile of upside. You know, yeah. whereas under the previous regime, you had maybe guys sitting their 50th percentile a lot so yeah um we'll see we'll see how it all works out but yeah it's going to be gonzalez kikuchi sheffield grayman walker and then dunn is going to get a handful of starts uh gilbert will get a handful of starts swanson probably will get a handful of starts um and then the kind of in from there so we'll see how uh, healthy everybody is but uh, yeah the starting pitching is going to be uh, quite fun to watch for the mariners this year i think yeah for sure Alright, I think so, we
0: uh I think we got some, questions, some yep, other questions. Let's get to
1: them real fast here. Yeah.
0: Um
1: we, we have answered quite a few of them during the course of our discussion, so I'll make sure to read them though. Um Alright, so we answered uh Shana's question. Shana, sorry. Shaina? Sorry. S H A I N A. What is that, Ty? S H A I N A, is
0: what you said. Yeah. yeah. So
1: Shana, Shana, Shana. Yeah. yeah. Go with like Shana for now. Correct yeah. us yeah, on Twitter if you, if you could, please. Um, and send us more questions. Your question was really good. Um, we'll save Jordan's for last cause it's kind of a non baseball related question, but, uh, let's start with, uh, uh oh, yeah, at, I saw that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. Um, at Seattle underscore Oh nine on Twitter. Uh, he wants to know, uh, how many games will be played in 2020? He's got three questions here. So, Best guess, how many Major League Baseball games get played in 2020 by the Mariners?
0: 120.
1: I'm going to go with 140. Um, but yeah, I think that's about right, somewhere in there. Um, so uh, he also. So we'll,
0: was, uh, we'll agree on 130.
1: <laughs> sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah, about a month. Uh, Justice Sheffield, Justin Dunn, and Logan Gilbert have all shown out. What stands out to you? Um, they're striking guys out.
0: Yeah, they're striking a lot of guys out. I think, you know, a lot of them, are, they, they look, you know, uh, well-prepared for, for Major League Baseball. I, I, I really, I, I think um, what this organization has been able to do in their development process with mm-hmm. their pitchers, you know, I think you can throw LJ Newsome into there as well. I think yeah. he's he looks like a, a like a legit number five in a Major League uh, rotation. Yeah. Um, yeah, sure. I, yeah, I yeah I I'm really impressed with what the Mariners player development um, department has been able to do with these guys, and it's really showing through. I think they look um, mature beyond their years, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, no.
1: that yeah. really does. It really does pop too off the screen. You can see these guys throwing the ball with confidence. Um, Justin Dunn's got a lot of swagger about him, man um struck out i think it was otani he kind of did that like it was just like a strut to the back of the like yeah i'm done with you yeah oh yeah you're so great see you later buddy um yeah for sheffield it's it's been all about his command this spring it's been really impressive against zero walks um in, in in any eight inning stretch is impressive um obviously the fact that he's added the fastball the two seamer uh that shows some real uh you know, some real ownership of your own development. That's impressive done. Like I said, the attitude, the swagger, he just looks like a big league pitcher right now. Um, and you know, Logan Gilbert, just, just flashing, you know, number one type of stuff, uh, in limited opportunities. And based on everything we read about him last year, he was probably ready. Um, you know, when you impress Keith law, I think that that says quite a bit. So, um, Uh, And then his final question here is um, Jose Marmaleos or Carlos Gonzalez on the 26-man roster?
0: It's probably going to be Cargo, but I got to tell you, I kind of like Jose Marmaleos.
1: Yeah, he's got got a pretty nice swing. Um, Got some pop off the bat. Uh, They've been playing him a little bit in left field uh, as well as first base. Obviously, with Evan White there, there's no reason to – to move him off the position. So um, I, I think there's a pretty good chance.
0: Jose Marmoleo feels like that guy that just kind of sticks on a team's 40 man roster and ends up getting called up from the postseason. and has like a clutch home run or something like, that. like Travis Ishikawa or is that what his name was?
1: Yeah, I think so. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He, he, I know Jose you're Marmale- talking For the Giants. Yeah. Yeah. Jose Marmoleo feels like that guy. <laughs>
1: I mean, yeah, he's, he's had a nice spring. His bat has really uh, picked up here recently. And, you know, obviously with the extra roster spot and. Um,
0: he hit really well on the minors.
1: Yeah, I mean, triple A. So it's like,
0: plus yeah, he's it's little,
1: yeah, he's a little old for the, the for the level. Um, yeah. So, you know, it's just one of those things. Um, interestingly enough, Jose Marmaleos is not the only Jose Marmaleos to play professional baseball um apparently there was a jose marmalas who played for the pirates in the 70s oh okay so yeah um but yeah you know it's been pretty good the power you can see the power um defensively from all i've heard and read he sounds like he's pretty decent um especially for a guy who hasn't played much left field um so he's decent
0: and has pretty good bat why has he been in the minors
1: so long i mean So, so weird in 2018, he was 266, 319, 369. Sure. And in, uh, that was in AAA, by the way. And in 2017, in AA, he was good, 288, 361, 458. It wasn't until last year, uh, between A AA and AAA, his third attempt at the level where he hit, you know, 315, 367, 542. Um, and then he went to the uh, Dominican Winter League, and he struggled. So, um, it's possible that it's just you know a hot streak here, but the Mariners do like him. I, I do. What's know that. his
0: opponent quality?
1: Uh, let me see real fast here. Uh, Six point seven. So double yeah. A. His
0: home run the other day was off of Dylan Bundy.
1: Yeah, no, that was an impressive shot. Um, yeah. So I think the I think the correct answer is both of them. Uh, you know, I mean, never...
0: you never. I mean, but you, you got. I assume that Tim Lopes is probably. And the mix there. I mean, you. is going to
1: make team. so yeah, you- we never did our, we never wrote our projection for opening day. Right. Yeah. Um, offensive players. um, But now that we're a little further in and, you know, obviously the delay here, we know they're going to have 13 guys. We know this, it's going to be Murphy and Nola, Evan white, shed long, JP Crawford, Kyle Seeger, mm-hmm. uh, Malik Smith, Jake Fraley and Kyle Lewis seem like locks right now. Uh, and that's probably your starting outfield. So that leaves nine. So you have four spots open. Uh, Dylan Moore got hurt. Um, You know, he got hit by a pitch. We don't know the severity of it, but Tim Uh, Lopes is a
0: bruise. Okay.
1: Uh, But Lopes is going to make the team. Yeah. So there's 10 Uh, Gordon's going to probably make the team. There's 12. And then that would leave Marmaleos and uh, Gonzalez fighting with Dylan Moore, really. And Daniel Vogelback. So um, I think Vogelback's going to make the team. Right. I mean, yeah, he hasn't been great. I don't think. Um, but I mean, I, I guess I put it this way: Would you rather take a shot on Daniel Vogelback in the first couple months or Jose Marmoleos?
0: I, I I would probably prefer Vogelback, and I think that's what they would decide on.
1: Right. So Marmaleos did he, he signed a major league contract? I believe. Did he uh, really? I think he did. Uh, let me double check. By the way, uh, Daniel Vogelback. I was completely wrong. I said I don't think he was playing that well. Um, 321, 457, 393. So the slugging, not quite there yet, but seven walks to nine strikeouts in 35 plate appearances. That'll play. Um, yeah, okay. no, he's
0: been good. Yeah.
1: yeah, marmaleos is a non-roster invitee. So yeah, keep him sense. in triple like, Yeah,
0: because I was like, man, that flew right under my nose.
1: Right. So you can put him in AAA, uh, Gonzalez. You can't. Well, if he agrees to it, you might be able to, but probably not going to do that. Um, and plus, the I mean, Mariners, he
0: agreed to it. He agreed to a AAA assignment last year. So,
1: yeah, but the Mariners cleared a forty-man spot when they surprisingly DFA'd Jose Siri, which I still don't get. Um, yeah, that's going to go to somebody. So it's going to go to Marmaleos or Gonzalez. Um, and right now, I think it would go to Gonzalez because again, you can send Marmaleos to AAA. I'm pretty sure, right? Um, so yeah. If I had to pick one of those guys, I would pick. Uh, I would. I would pick Gonzalez to start the year, um, but but um, Gonzalez, he's been okay. I mean, nothing really spectacular. He's just been okay. He's been better than I expected. Yeah, two seventy three, three sixty, only three eighteen slugging. Um, but you know, he's still. Bat looks slow. Um, but, like if I had to pick one, I would do that. But if I, if like you gave me the choice, I would just DFA D. Gordon, honestly. Um, Tim Lopes would be my primary utility player. And then I'm looking at Fraley, Smith, Lewis in the outfield with Lopes as kind of the fourth or fifth guy. And then Marmaleos and, uh, sorry, Marmaleos and Gonzalez kind of. So we'll see. Um, I guess it's not out of the realm of possibility that that uh, Jake Fraley gets sent down. He struggled this spring. Maybe he starts the year in AAA, and they just roll with Gonzalez and Marmaleos in left field for a while. I I think that might be a possibility. Not a good one, but I don't know. it would be interesting to see how that works out. Um, but yeah, if I had to pick one, I think Gonzalez over Marmaleos. Um, but I think they find a way to get two guys on there, and it sounds like they might have a little bit of time to think about it anyway, so... Um, yeah. Thanks for the questions there, Nine. Uh, let's move on to Alex Ledbetter15 on Twitter. Um, interesting question that I know we're not going to be able to answer, uh, but maybe just give some quick thoughts on this. Uh, any idea what happens to players' salaries while the league is suspended indefinitely? And what happens to the minor leaguers? Are they going to need uh, jobs until the season starts? Um, so the sal- the, uh, the salary. I would think that teams would just pay it out as normal.
0: Yeah, I would assume that they're just getting paid
1: regularly. But, I mean, if there's only 130 games, is Major League, is Major League Baseball going to go after the, you know, one-fifth of the, the paycheck? Because they didn't perform in – I don't think so, because they don't do that when you get injured or anything like that. So, And plus, that would yeah. just be so petty, especially when you're trying to get a new CBA done. I think you just, whatever the agreement is, you just start paying them on opening day every two weeks.
0: Plus, MLB go. can't afford the, the bad PR.
1: Right. And that's what I'm saying. So I think they would just pay the major guys on major league contracts. They just say, opening day, you get paid, and then every two weeks after, just like you normally do. Mm-hmm. Whatever the normal pay structure is, you just stick to that. Right. Um, and if they don't, then I'm sure the players themselves will be quite vocal about that. So. Right. um But I don't think anybody knows the answer to that right now. Um, as for the minor leaguers, yeah, uh, I think they probably are, um, unless you're a first-round pick or, you know, a high draft pick who has a pretty sizable bonus to live off of. We're talking about guys who make, you know, three thousand dollars a month in season at most. They're probably going to need to find a job. Um, this is where again you would hope that the major league teams would have some kind of system in place, some kind of Mark Cuban like system where it's like, we're going to find a way to pay you guys. Yeah. Um, but they're not under any legal obligation as far as I know to do so. And asking, you know, rich white billionaires to do the right thing to labor is a crapshoot. So yeah. we'll see. I just, I, I think they're probably going to end up having to get jobs because certainly they're not going to play games. Um, you know, I don't think they will uh, before Major League Baseball will, so we'll see, but uh, I, I'm guessing quite a few of them are going to have to get some jobs um, to hold them over. Um, you know, maybe it's... I don't know. Well, I mean, like, Arizona
0: isn't infected yet, right? There hasn't been any cases there.
1: I don't know. Could, and can they the,
0: have some sort of extended spring training down there for the They minor could
1: That's one of the things they've talked about is instead of sending all these guys home, just keep them here and just kind of, you know, run through spring training, maybe playing some inter-squad games and things like that. Um, I know that's something that's been discussed. I don't know if it's something that's going to, you know, be put into action. But I think it's a possibility. Um, So we'll see. Like I said, these questions are so hard to answer because we just don't have the info right now. We're still waiting on Major League Baseball's response or their official, you know, statement. See what they think. But we'll see. Um, final question is from Chris W. Uh, at Zipkidcw on Twitter. He wants to know: Is the is the uh, sorry is a chaotic draft because of the late start of the season? Good or bad for the Mariners who pick who have a lot of picks in the top one hundred? I think they have four in the top one hundred. Um, don't know. so do you think this affects draft time at all?
0: Uh, draft time. Like, what do you mean?
1: Like, like I mean, do you when think the it draft affects, happens? No. Well, maybe that too. But like, does it affect? I and mean, we talked about how it could affect scouting, right? Right. And things like that. But do you think that the lack of, or less information than you normally would have, right? Uh, do you think that helps the Mariners to pick four times in the top one hundred, or does it hurt them, or is there no difference? What do you think?
0: I, I you know, I don't think there's any real benefit to it honestly <laughs> uh,
1: i mean every team's team. working off the same yeah.
0: yeah for yeah for any team you know i think maybe if uh you've identified a, a lesser known player that may have otherwise climbed the ranks over the next couple of sure. months sure that's um,
1: like i'm sure as a few guys like that
0: yeah and you know maybe you're able to get a guy that if the season went on normally would go in the first or second round, maybe you can get that guy in the fifth round, you know? Yeah. Um, maybe there's something like that, but there's no way of knowing, you know, for us to know that, you know, and there's no way of us ever knowing that, um, you know, and how that would ever play out. So, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't think there's really a true benefit to it that is known. Yeah. I, I,
1: I don't think it's uh, – it just doesn't – every team's working with the same restrictions, um, so there's no real advantage to be gained, I don't think. Um, it's probably more detrimental, I would think, to the Mariners. who
0: Now, is prep ball still going on?
1: I don't know. I haven't heard anything um, from the state of Washington, at least. I would imagine um, You know, schools have shut down, at least until April, so I imagine the spring sports – uh, which I believe start today, if I'm not, or sorry, uh, start on Monday, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I would imagine that they'd be shut down too. I don't, we just, we don't have answers for these questions because we don't have enough information uh, as of yet. So I would imagine that prep ball is going to get shut down at least for a little while as well. So, um, like I said, I think, I think arguably it just hurts everybody about the same amount. Um, yeah. I don't think there's an advantage or a, a major disadvantage Uh-oh. based off of this. So.
0: And hey, for the guys that are at the top of the list, I mean, that's yeah. beneficial. You know, it's probably more beneficial to the players. Yeah. You know, guys aren't gonna see their stock fall. You know, and it's. Uh, you know, it's. It, I should say it's more beneficial to the top ranked players, not. Yeah. You know, all players.
1: Um, guys, have but too much locks to
0: be top yeah, uh, fifty. Emerson, Han- Hancock, yeah. Spencer Torkelson, etc.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh Nick Gonzalez. Gonzalez, yeah. Yeah, Nick Gonzalez, especially with the Terry he's been on. You know, um, God, I wish that guy would fall to six, but it's not going to happen.
1: <laughs> uh, <you laughs> I don't like care about Gonzalez,
0: the... huh? Yeah, I, I know about the defensive concerns, but that, yep. that really nice. is really yeah. nice. We'll
1: see. It's like uh, Keston, Keston. 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 Hira. 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 Yeah. Ayura or whatever it is. Yeah. yeah. That guy just flat out hit and nobody knew where he was going to play. And now nobody cares where he's going he to play.
0: Also, Nick Gonzalez goes to New Mexico State. So.
1: Good reason not uh... to draft him. I agree. <laughs> uh, but, Dude, uh, this guy hit.
0: 448, 48, 12 home runs, 36 RBIs. How many games? How many games did he play? 16? This guy hit 12 home runs in 16 games?
1: Yeah, good for like... him. Everybody has a hot stretch. Um,
0: <laughs> Man, you do not like this guy.
1: <laughs> no, I, I actually I mean, I would prefer that they go somebody I just prefer somebody else at 6 but if they take him at 6, it's not a bad pick. I mean, there's no way. It's i I'm a little bit concerned. It's Dust Ackley, like. Okay, so
0: we have our announcement. Uh, MLB suspending spring training games and delaying start of regular season by at least two weeks. That's it. So, so it's not the 30-day thing that we've seen from the other leagues.
1: So um, they so spring training's over basically, mm-hmm. and the regular season has been pushed from starting on March 26th to April 9th a, for at least two weeks.
0: So right now, the um, Best earliest case scenario,
1: we're four weeks away from baseball.
0: Yeah, earliest date we're we're having opening opening day is April Dice. Yeah,
1: which if it comes to pass, Seattle would actually get their opening day because they're in town that day against the Red Sox. Um, so yeah, we just we, <laughs> we just made it through what five six months without baseball, and now we have to wait at least another four weeks, at least. Yep. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah. I just God, this sucks. Anyways, so it's it's in the podcast on that sour note. Um but probably the appropriate note at least. Um like I said, I'm not gonna criticize Major League Baseball for uh for doing this, but it just it does just suck for us fans. But... So the
0: NFL cancelled their league meeting. Right. But couldn't you just do that over Skype? Or... Yeah. Google. I mean, off-season
1: something. shouldn't be affected for the NFL. You can do everything you want over the phone.
0: Yeah, but they, they're they apparently just going to have like all their decisions made on like rule changes and all that done in May. Why could not you just have the meeting online? That's oh, you mean
1: not the CBA but the
0: yeah, just this the, the, spring like the competition committee and like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
1: yeah, they should they should be able to but the yeah, rich weird. white guys, they don't do anything they don't want to do so um but anyways google hangouts people it's fine (laughs) whether it's it's at least another four weeks of winter basically at least um i would i would honestly suspect it'll be longer um but like we'll try and figure out a game plan and we'll get that to you guys uh we can't really come up with a game plan until we have more information from fan cited itself Um, There's some kind of meeting today um, where they're going to discuss that and we'll hear about it, but um, yeah, you know, it's just, it's unfortunate. Um, It's unfortunate for us. It's unfortunate for the players, the fans, but it is the reality. And so we'll have to figure out a, uh, come up with a game plan to attack that reality. And that's what we'll do. So um, we're going to go ahead and wrap up this podcast. Ty, do you have anything you want to add before we sign off?
0: Yeah. I mean, you know, this isn't the it's next year is gonna be weird too. You got the World Baseball Classic, so yep. yeah, we MLB is in a weird weird spot for the next couple of years. Yeah. And um yeah, I'm just yeah, you know, obviously, you know the health and the safety of not just the US population or even baseball fans, but and, you know, and, and the world, you know, is is the, uh, you know, the most important thing here, um, but, you know, it's okay to be disappointed that there's no major sporting events happening right now, um, that's fine, you know, um, but it's, yeah, you know, we, we got to get this thing under control, and once, uh, once we do, and, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure it'll happen, we um, can resume, you know, all the fun things in life, Uh, but right now, you know, we just gotta, we gotta stick together, but not too close.
1: (laughs) One thing. Yeah. One thing I would say guys is social distancing is important, but, uh, where our ability to be connected, um, is stronger now more than ever, uh, with, you know, texting and Twitter and social media and Skype and, you know, FaceTime and all that stuff. Um, you know, just, just call a friend, text a friend today or tomorrow, or text a family member. Just check in, you know, daily. There are people who, um, you know, it's, it's just a nice thing to do. Just say, you know, just I know we can't see each other right now, but I just wanted to text you, make sure everything's okay. Uh, maybe talk some, you know, talk some football or something on a phone call or Skype or whatever it is. Just you guys can still be, you guys can still be with each other, just not around each other.
0: Um, and just remember, guys, we have we still have the XFL. <laughs> that's
1: right, baby. Seattle Dragons take on the LA Wildcats at four o'clock on ESPN Two. What, what
0: are the Dragons now? Like one and four? <laughs> I,
1: I, it's 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 not important really. Um, DJ Daniels come in. What's that?
0: Do they have a chance to make? Is there a playoff?
1: There's a Jesus Christ. Uh, there's a uh, four team playoff. The top two teams from each division uh, make it. So, half okay. the so, league. The Seahawks or the, the Dragons are not making it. Um, yeah. they are in the same conference, I believe, as Dallas and St. Louis, and those are the two best teams in the entire league. So, well, um,
0: I'm gonna root for uh, future Seahawk PJ or PJ uh, Walker. Walker Walker Walker. I almost said Tucker, I like the Rockets player.
1: <laughs> yeah, so that's uh, so that's pretty much the only sporting event we'll have going on, and that might not even happen. Let's be realistic here. Um, but yeah, no, it's make sure you guys talk to you guys still communicate with each other, email, text, FaceTime, Skype, and that social interaction is important to humanity. So please continue to do it. If you happen to live in an area that isn't infected, or if you have go outside, breathe, um, you know, enjoy whatever days you have. We don't know when or if quarantine is going to actually, you know, come to the United States and we're all stuck inside or, you know, stuck in our properties or whatnot. So, and, if you're feeling sick, please stay home, wash your hands. Um, Go to a hospital. <laughs> yeah. Try and find a way to get tested. There's, there's some, and uh, you know while you're at it, if you have any friends who are nurses or anything like that, um, any medical professional people, it might be nice to, you know, find a way to thank them um, yeah. for the hard work they're putting in, and the danger they're putting themselves in. It's just you know, be smart, be safe. Um, yeah. But continue to talk, continue to reach out to people, continue to dialogue about anything, uh, because, you know, as a society, we're closer. We should be closer than we ever have been. Yet we continue to be driven apart by stupid things, despite having the technology to literally talk to each other every single day. So, yeah, uh, you know, just, just please stay socially involved, even if you are socially isolated, physically, mentally you yeah. can be involved.
0: Yeah. Communicate. You know, yep. um, you're not alone out there. Um, nope. I'm sure this is going to cause some people to feel isolated and, and lonely. And um, you know, but you know, life life is going on over here in North America right now, um, pretty yep. much as usual, aside from you know sporting events and stuff like that. Um, you know, and I mean, if if you're in school right now and your school got closed, celebrate. Because <laughs> I mean, you know, you, you're free of your responsibilities. Uh, so enjoy it. Enjoy the time you have off if you if you got it. Stay healthy. Um, you know, be with be with loved ones. Um, you know, like like Colby said, practice social distancing. I know it's hard. Try not to touch your face. I've done that a lot. Uh, so you know, who who knows what's gonna happen to me? <laughs> uh, but. uh yeah, no. It, it, all jokes aside, it's 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 a weird scenario, and I don't really know the words you know to put together to to really um, express my feelings on it. But ultimately, it's just it's just about you know staying healthy and enjoying your time with your loved ones, and right. that's it. And that's what life should be about, you know. And you know, maybe we can get maybe this will allow us to back away from the things in life that really just don't matter and really put things into perspective.
1: Yep. There's always a, uh, there's a positive to uh, every outcome almost. Um, and look, so...
0: We're all in this together. This isn't just a North American thing. This is the whole world and you know,
1: you say we're that. all in this together again. I'm going to play the High School Musical song. We're
0: all in this together.
1: <laughs> that's that's a great movie. Let's just stop the BS. That is a fantastic movie. Um, but yeah. anyway, High, High School is,
0: Musical yeah. 2. Dope as well. It's, it's okay. It was okay.
1: High School yeah, Musical I, I, I was still
0: movie. I was still young enough to appreciate it.
1: Yeah. At the time. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see. Um, you know, like I said take some time guys uh, I, I guess I would just say this um, you know continue to live your lives but be smart about it it's it takes a couple of extra minutes a day um, to really be conscientious about how you're you know impacting this the spread of this virus and just be smart about it but don't shut yourself off from other people entirely and don't live in a box and you know there's no reason to go climb into your bunker for a month just be smart about how you're going to approach people. Um, be smart about your hygiene and if you feel sick, go to a doctor, um, and just try, try and help out that way. So, um, so
0: real quick, Joel Sherman has a long way to go and much to determine about much if any of season MLB has, but can see shortened sketch, uh, schedule and expanded playoffs, perhaps 14 team format MLB wants to install in 2021. You heard it here first, folks. The Mariners have a chance in 2020.
1: <laughs> the Mariners are going to the playoffs, and all it took was the coronavirus. Uh, but, that, yeah. that would happen. That would Wouldn't happen.
0: It? it would take a global pandemic for the Mariners
1: to get it. It's a 100 game sprint to the end of the season, and the Mariners somehow win 55 of the 100 and sneak in. Well, let's do it, man. 2020 <laughs> yeah, has been crazy, man. Why not? Cap it off that way. Jared uh, Kelnick might be your
0: opening day center fielder. You know. Yeah. MVP. It's gonna I'm, be insane. I'm, I'm not saying it, but I'm saying it.
1: <laughs> I always. So, anyways, guys, uh, that's been a pretty long podcast. So we're gonna go ahead and uh, get out of here. Thank you so much for listening to the uh, the Soto Mojo podcast. Make sure you subscribe. Uh, now I can't speak. <laughs> Make sure you subscribe to the podcast. So you don't miss any new episodes. We upload once a week. Um, and then obviously we'll see how this, uh, this shutdown affects that schedule, but, uh, for now it's once a week. Um, so make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any new episodes. Uh, make sure you visit the website, SotoMojo.com. Uh, that's where we have all the latest Mariners news, rumors, updates, opinion pieces. Um, and probably pretty soon a lot about the history and uh, a lot about, you know, off season moves that could happen next winter. Um, so that's probably the direction we're going to go there. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at FS. That is the best place for us to, for you guys to, you know, understand what we're doing and what direction we're taking as we uh, look at another four weeks without baseball. Um, and then also make sure to uh, to follow us on Facebook as well. Go ahead and like our Facebook page. Um, we'll sh- we'll share as much information as we can there. But uh, thank you guys so much for listening to our 90 minute extravaganza. And uh, I will see you in another life. Peace out. Peace.